Today's guest on the Bitcoin.com news podcast is Dave Herniak, Director of Blockchain Technology at the TronDAO. Welcome to the show, Dave. Hey, thanks, Avi. I'm glad to be here. Pleasure is all ours. Would you please start by uh, giving us a short introduction about yourself? Yeah, glad to. So my name is Dave Yornak. I'm the Director of Ecosystem Development at TronDAO. Um, I've been working in this role since January of this year, and it's been really a, a whirlwind experience. We've been quite busy um, expanding throughout the United States. Uh, additionally, we've launched uh, a new stablecoin, USDD. We've launched the new NFT marketplace. Uh, we've run, we're on our third season of our 2022 hackathon, um, and we're really making new collaborative uh, efforts in a variety of spaces as well. So we've been quite busy really getting uh, spreading the word about Tron, really. Um, and we're, we've done a lot of things to, to highlight uh, how effective Tron is as a layer one. Um, so it's been very exciting. Prior to Tron, uh, I worked in, well, I've been working in blockchain since about 2016, um, doing a, a variety of things, um, spent a lot of time in consulting and innovation with blockchain. Um, and prior to that, um, I was in uh, equity research. Mm -hmm. Got it. Very interesting. So um, I think we'll, we'll want to touch about uh, some of these topics that you mentioned, like the hackathon. But sure. um for this episode, we wanted to focus on, um, you know, environmental sustainability, right? And how does uh, blockchain and Tron specifically, um, you know, benefit that? So uh, the first thing we wanted to do is, is discuss the consensus, consensus mechanism, which Tron uses, mm -hmm. and uh, how does it compare to Bitcoin and Ethereum? Sure thing. Yeah. So actually, this is this is a very timely topic, um, given the Ethereum merge, as they call it. But really, Ethereum is shifting from proof of work over to proof of stake. Um, now, the original blockchain, if you back up, the original blockchain that um, was used or is used to create Bitcoin and trade Bitcoin is proof of work, being all the different nodes uh, on the network do some type of calculation, prove that it's correct, receive a reward for that, and they're able to validate um, good transactions. Proof of stake is a little bit different. Well, and just to stay on proof of work a little longer, um, that's a very high energy intensive, right? Um, it uses a great deal of electricity. Um, and that's why you see miners really, um, Bitcoin mining companies really trying to innovate and come up with new ways um, to reduce the amount of electricity that is needed to do that work, right? You see everything from locating in colder environments um, to really, I think the uh, one of the most recent and one of the things I think is really interesting is liquid immersion mining. Um, but overall, I think proof of work mining will, in my view, definitely lead to more um, 
energy innovation um, than otherwise, right? So I think a lot of good things are going to come out of the proof of work, um, you know, proof of work consensus. As you know, miners know that it is an energy intensive, and you know, for the most part, miners want to keep their costs low. So they're going to be finding these new ways to produce energy to get the maximum amount of mining power at the lowest possible cost. And I think there's going to be great innovation in that space over the coming years. Um, now, moving away from mining to um, proof of stake, you know, proof of stake is a bit different in that um, the nodes on the on the protocol really have to have kind of skin in the game or actually a stake. They have to own the token um, and therefore stake the token, hence the name. Um, and then they receive rewards for contributing to the network, right? And that uses uh, a great deal less power um, than proof of work. Now, Tron is a little bit different from that. We do a delegated proof of stake. And what we found recently, we do that because it's um, much more decentralized than traditional proof of stake, right? So in traditional proof of stake, it could become centralized as um, a small group of players or even one player contributes or, or gathers an outside stake um, in the network and, and can really make a variety of decisions or more decisions, right? Tron uses delegated proof of stake where we're able to uh, keep it much more decentralized. Um, so, you know, we have uh, 27 um, nodes at any given time, super representatives, we call them, and they're always rotating, and it's about really um, fostering that decentralized environment. Um, and you know, uh, what we've learned is it's much more energy efficient. Mm -hmm. And what what do you think about uh, like the concentration uh, of power that might happen uh, with Ethereum? after the merge. I mean, there are concerns by people that basically the big players, like you said, um, the exchanges, for example, you'd have a handful of exchanges that that, that control the, you know, the, the majority of, of, of the staking power. Do you think yeah. that's a, do you think yeah, that's, that's a major? That, it's a relevant concern. You know, it, it's a logical concern, I think. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility and certainly something that should be monitored, particularly, um, you know, uh, funnily enough, I was just reading this morning that, uh, you know, moving to proof of stake might mean um, greater adoption, greater corporate adoption of Ether uh, as they use Ethereum. Um, you know, to have greater corporate adoption, I think you, I think a network, any network needs to be very decentralized. So you can't have um, outsized parties or outsized positions really making uh, a significant uh, impact on the voting, right? Um, 
And that's something that's why, uh, in my view, I think Tron is much better positioned as a um, corporate uh, protocol than many others. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons because our de- of our decentralization, other reasons uh, because of our um, eco-friendly, environmentally friendly and sustainable um, resource allocation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's especially important for you know any corporation that uh, cares about uh, you know brand and uh, you know PR because mm-hmm. we we have seen in the past uh, without naming names um, you know companies that said that they'll support uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum and then eventually they, they backed out because of uh, the supposed uh, environ- environmental costs of uh, of mining. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is even, you know, the the report on Tron only came out a short time ago. and We've only been uh, talking about it for a short time, but we've already had a variety of inquiries from groups around the world that um, would like to participate with Tron because of um, its eco-friendly sustainability profile. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can you tell us uh, more about the details of the of the study uh, for anyone that uh, haven't read it? Sure. Well, first, I can't believe that uh, there's people that still haven't read it. I mean, it was out. It, it's really one of the hottest pieces in the market right now. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm joking. But no, it's a it's a really great report. We engaged with a company called Crypto Carbon Ratings Institute (CCRI). Um, they are really one of the leaders in the space, one of the innovators in the space. Um, they've done quite a bit. They're, they're working with multiple blockchains. One of the things they've done is uh, they've also kind of partnered with uh, the University of Cambridge. I'm not sure if it's University of Cambridge or Cambridge University, but however that is uh, stated, um, let's just say Cambridge in England, um, you know, to do something as well as the CCRI is incredibly reputable uh, leader in the space. So we engaged them really, I guess it started back in March uh, of 2022. Uh, And even before that, we knew that, um, or we had the feeling that our blockchain, the Tron blockchain was very much environmental, environmental friendly um but we didn't have really the third party support that would prove that and it was only our intuition that was really driving that um so we needed to figure out you know are we uh is our network uh as sustainable as we like to think so we engaged with ccri in march and they ran a six-month study of the impact uh, of the Tron network on the environment, how much energy is it consuming? Um, you know, and the results were really positive. I mean, positive in the sense that our impact is quite low. Um, you know, our our energy consumption is ninety nine point nine percent less than Bitcoin and Ethereum as proof as proof of work, right? And even if you compare us to other proof of stake systems um, were even much more 
uh, we use much less energy than other proof of stake protocols. So, you know, that's really gathering a lot of attention through uh, multiple sectors of the industry or of multiple sectors of multiple industries around the world as, you know, people, I think people want to be involved in blockchain. They know that's the coming technology, but they also have fears and concerns about the environmental impact of blockchain, right? They don't want to, no one, no company really, uh, really anyone for that matter, wants to adopt a new technology and then be on the wrong side of, you know, the environment or anything like that and have it be more expensive than they thought um, and, you know, be uh, viewed as uh, hurting the environment for their own purposes, right? Tron solves that problem, right? Because of, um, you know, the sustainability and the low power consumption of the network. Yeah, that seems to be, a, uh, you know, something that's uh, very widely discussed right now. And uh, it is definitely... it's a big topic. Yeah, definitely. And really, I mean, in my personal view, I think, uh, you know, I'm really glad Tron is one of the most sustainable, if not the most sustainable blockchains. But I do believe that blockchain mining and proof of work will lead to greater innovation overall in um, power generation. Yeah, we, we've also seen uh, miners moving you know, either, either by choice or by, uh, you know, being uh, driven out of, of other places, but they, they've, they've went to places where um, energy is abundant and usually because it's, uh, you know, coming from geothermal or, or uh, uh, you know, hydroelectric dams or stuff like that. So, um, you know, the impact is not so bad as it, as it made out and, and, mm -hmm. and it's definitely driving innovation into new uh, you know, sustainable um, energy generation. Yeah, definitely. And I think you could actually see eventually uh, collaborations between power companies and miners um, to come up with something new or to harness what they already have that is perhaps inefficient. Um, I think that's going to be a really interesting uh, area and a very exciting one to watch. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, can you uh, bring up any other blockchain use cases that benefit the environment? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I think the, the broad use case of track and trace is really beneficial for a variety of applications, um, not only within environmental, but really throughout, um, throughout anything with a supply chain. Um, that wants to prove the origins of their product, right? But as it relates to um, environmental, I think some of the use cases I've seen are really, they mostly relate to ensuring that goals and standards are being met. Um, you know, applying that to, applying blockchain to, um, you know, different programs to, um, kind of monitor uh, whether or not a group or company or whoever might be um, 
following the the agreed upon standards, right? That might be one. Um, let's see. Additionally, um, in that space, uh, I think energy trading. You know, I think one of the things, this was an early use case. You saw people um, really at their homes was really the beginning of it, um, being able to trade their energy that they would gather through solar sources. Um, You know, I don't know how, I don't know what the viability or scalability of that particular use case is, but it's something that uh, might be able to be done and find a niche somewhere. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I mean, it, there's really a variety of track and trace blockchain use cases that will apply to um, the environmental kind of sector. Yeah, that, that would be great, both for, uh, I guess, waste reduction in terms of, uh, you know, if you can tell exactly where everything comes from, as well as like pollution monitoring, um, I would guess it would benefit from that. Um, yeah, yeah. Anything you know, anything that um, you're trying to understand its origin and what what is the output, I think that could be um, very helpful. Mm-hmm. And what is the biggest challenge that you see facing blockchain technology in terms of uh, helping a sustainable environment? Yeah, well, I don't think the really the challenges for helping the sustainability are much different than anything else. I think we need to see greater adoption of blockchain uh, throughout a variety of industries, right? So really, um, if the environmental space wants to uh, use blockchain to for these use cases, they, I think, you know, the first thing to do is to, you know, begin using the blockchain for these use cases. Right, they need to step up and really um, get moving and start to implement some of these use cases. Um, you know, and some of the, maybe they were held back because of fears of creating a you know non-sustainable technology to uh, monitor the state sustainability. Right, so I could see how they would want to shy away from that, but now. You know there there are sustainable blockchains out there. You know Tron being one, and I think that that um, that reason or that fear that they might have had or concern isn't viable anymore. So now that there are proven blockchains that are sustainable, I think that it's really up to the individual industry to begin implementing them and you know, getting them into practice. That's really the biggest challenge. Interesting. So uh, bringing it back to Tron, can you uh, tell us what, what's in, in fu- what's in the future for Tron for in the terms of, uh, you know, being one of the most uh, eco-friendly blockchains? Uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're very proud of that. Um, we're proud to be a very eco-friendly blockchain. We think... Um, you know, that's hugely uh, beneficial going forward. Uh, but additionally, we're also incredibly reliable. 
um, and we're low cost. So there's multiple benefits of using Tron. And I think over time, you'll see Tron, the Tron network really develop into uh, somewhat of a global settlement layer as we see uh, stablecoin adoption, um, even CBDC adoption. Um, if that does occur, I think most of those, uh, most people are, in general are going to want to transact on the Tron blockchain because of, because it is uh, sustainable, it's reliable, it's lowest cost, um, and it's fast. So there's we have multiple benefits um, moving our direction, and you know that we already have. Uh, so I think it's really just a matter of time before um, that gets further realized and people start to recognize that. And I think uh, the environmental study really pushes us a long way for that um, to where you see the Tron blockchain really being adopted for you know, a, a wide range of applications. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in terms of uh, stable coins, obviously uh, USDTT on, um, you know, on, on, on Tron, on TRC20 is, uh, you know, one of the biggest one. But do you think that uh, central bank coins, uh, CBDCs, will actually adopt a, uh, you know, a, an open public, uh ledger or, or do you think that they'll go they'll prefer something private that they control and not uh, not a real blockchain yeah uh good question um we could spend another hour kind of discussing that i think there's a lot of you could approach that multiple different ways ultimately uh i'll say this i think you know at tron we do believe in a multi-chain future Right. So and I know that actually the, the Fed has stated that there needs to be cross chain capabilities for all the stable coins, including CBDCs. Um, so even if they do create their own chain, they do have to partner or connect to other chains. So perhaps you see some type of uh, hybrid, um, you know, public private chain or. Um, I think it would be at this point, it, it's, it would be much cheaper and much more efficient to um, partner with the chains that are already in place, um, given, you know, Tron's presence in stable coins. I think it makes a great deal of sense to be reaching out to Tron to learn our position and learn how we can collaborate. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to the potential of uh, collaboration uh, with governments around the world as CBDCs become more prominent um, and also as uh, CBDCs coexist with stable coins. Yeah, that's gonna be something awesome if we can see uh, CBDCs, um, like you said, at least being uh, interoperable with, uh, you know, something like a USDT, um, you know, on, on TRC20, that'd be amazing. Uh, we'll have to see. I, I, I don't know if the Fed will do it, but, um, you know, definitely like a, a smaller countries that are more open to, um, you know, global innovation, let's say it like that, rather than, you know, strict 
control, I think they 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 might be uh, um, you know more inclined to do that. Could be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know some of these uh, smaller company, smaller countries that are interested in collaborating, they could be uh, you know they could end up being great models for how something should be run or could potentially be run. For sure. Yeah, that, that's that's where I believe we'll see the, the innovation come first. I don't think the the Fed or, or the ECB or, you know they'll they'll want to take the you know the the first steps. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so I wanted to get back to uh, one subject that you that you started with, which was the hackathon. I know mm-hmm. that uh, season three uh, starts soon. Can can you tell us more about that? What can sure. people expect here, and who should uh, approach it? Season three launches on uh, September twentieth. So you know, be sure if you're listening out there and you have a project you want to get involved, be sure to do that. And you can do that at trondow.org. Um, find all the information for the hackathon. Um, you know, and in season two, we, it was really um, a great environment. We had over 1,800, nearly 2,000 entries um, that were pared down to really just a handful. So it is competitive. We have judges, not from inside Tron, but from around the world and from around multiple industries that review these projects and the winners. Um, and I, I don't think winners is necessarily the right term, but the ones that are viewed to be have the highest uh, probability for success um, receive a great deal of funding um, and to help them along their way. So, you know, we're excited to have this uh, going on. This will be the third one so far this year. Um, and, you know, this is going to this will be an ongoing event. So if you have an idea and you're not ready for season three in 2022, start thinking about season one or season two of 2023. And who would you recommend uh, to apply to to the hackathon? Who does who is it made for like uh, students or is it already uh, projects that are under development or or uh... oh we, we we get a variety of projects involved and I don't think I think it's really we don't have a, a preferred group or anything like that it's uh, anyone that is an innovator coming up with something new and exciting and applying the technology so whether it's DeFi Web three NFTs or GameFi. Um, you know, we're open to a variety of ideas, um, an established company or something that's brand new. Sounds great. Yeah, we'll we'll have a link to that in the in the description for anyone that that wants to apply. And uh, you know, wish you a lot of luck. Um, you, you you've also mentioned uh, you know working on NFTs, and you just mentioned it now. Can you tell us more about um, how you see? Uh, you know, the, the NFT ecosystem, you know, moving forward? Sure. Uh, yeah, glad to talk about that. NFTs, I think, are exciting. They're one of my uh, favorite areas of um, the whole kind of Web3 world. And I think right now, you know, they kind of started as art, um, but there are so many more use cases for NFTs um, 
in multiple industries. And I think that, you know, they're going to become uh, vital to um, blockchain adoption and can potentially lead blockchain adoption as NFTs are adopted by traditional companies and they use these NFTs to transform their existing business models into something for the future. Um, that's going to drive consumer adoption. And, you know, we're going to see really uh, in a few years, I think NFTs could be part of everyday life. Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, um, you know, that's, that's something that everybody's uh, wondering right now, like what's going to be the, the move after art. Yeah, well, there there are a variety of wide variety of use cases um, for NFTs, and you know, both in the kind of wholesale wholesale um, environment as well as retail. Um, and I think you're going to begin to see them become much more prominent, um, probably starting with retail and fashion, and then uh, moving from there, uh, also in financial services as well. That's cool. Okay, so Dave, I want to thank you for taking the time and uh, you know sharing your thoughts about uh, environmental sustainability and and Tron. Um, is there anything else that uh, you want to share with our audience, or um, you know where would you recommend anyone that wants to learn more about the subject? Um, you know, what are good uh, resources to to follow you or to follow the subject? Uh, to learn more about Tron, go to trondow.org. Um, we have a variety of information there, or you can go to tron.network um, to learn everything you wanted to know about Tron. Um, we have a variety of, uh, or just check out our YouTube channel. We've done a lot of um, interviews and other events there. Um, overall, the for the blockchain industry in general, there are, there are... Uh, well, we actually are partnering with a variety of educational groups right now to help people really understand um, how to build on Tron uh, more effectively, get that out to a wider range of people. Um, but there are a number of websites and, and resources that are accessible to anyone to learn about blockchain and how um, you know it will transform the future. Amazing. So anyone that wants to join a, a hackathon and don't have the skill just yet, uh, soon you'll be able to, to learn it and maybe join uh, the next season. Definitely. Very nice. Okay, uh, so I want to thank you again, uh, Dave, and uh, you know, thank, thank you for taking the time. All right. Thanks, Avi. And thank you for listening to the Bitcoin.com news podcast. Follow us for more interviews with the most interesting leaders, founders, and investors in the fields of cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and the metaverse.